Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time now for Extra Point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome in everybody. Phil Jones with you on our wide open Wednesday edition of the show. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in being a part of our wide open wednesday uh so glad you guys could make it this of course our weekender for now don't you worry though we'll be going to four days before you know it and uh, of course you know what that means when we are at four days that means that the high school football season is upon us so uh, looking forward to that of course we're always talking high school football as i like to say it doesn't matter if it's january or july you can always find us Talking high school football here on Extra Point. Boy, it really is bright, isn't it, Mr. Producer? I'm uh, looking at myself here on the uh, the monitor there, and uh, we, <laughs> we have got the lighting wide open on this Wednesday. Uh, no Kennedy wings uh, today. She is out, so uh, uh, hopefully she'll be back in with us next week. But uh, anyway, it is yours truly with you guys. I'm never flying solo completely. Because I have you guys with me. And, of course, as we always do, we're going to check in and see who all is uh, uh, checked in to the show. My buddy Clint Haynes is up. Numero uno, as always. Clint, what's up, brother? Uh, I do have to give a shout-out as I say hello to Clint Haynes and to Troy Davis. Now, those two gentlemen have taken care of us in so many ways. They're regulars on the show, for which we appreciate them. And I say we because it ain't just me. It's me and Mr. Producer who really have a lot to thank Clint and Troy for. And I'll tell you about that in just a second. So Clint, of course, Winn-Dixie, great sponsor of ours, um, also takes care of us on Mondays and on Wednesdays. They bring us wings on Wednesday. They bring us a, a full-scale lunch uh, complete with meat, vegetables, bread, uh, everything you can ask for every Monday, and we appreciate it. just Just a great sponsor to have all the way around. And then yesterday, my friend Troy Davis 
brought me and Mr. Producer, right, right around mid-show, a sampling of his famous smoked wings. And my goodness, that, that sauce that they were tossed in, Troy, I don't know what that is, but you got to get me that recipe, man. That was some good stuff. Was it not, Mr. Producer? And let me tell you, me and Mr. Producer, we chow down, okay? So some great wings. Also, great barbecue beans. Some, really, I'm not kidding you, best I've ever had. So Troy, Clint, thank you guys, man. We appreciate you. Troy Davis smoking us up some uh, great wings and baked beans yesterday. And then, of course, Clint, as always, takes care of us. Appreciate you guys so much, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of my stomach and my heart. All right, let's uh, check and see who else is here in the house today on this Wide Open Wednesday. Um, Clint says, what's up, Phil Jones and the entire ITG crew? Hope everyone is enjoying this beautiful weather. It is indeed beautiful, for sure. No doubt about that. It is uh, absolutely gorgeous outside. Uh, Jimmy Helms is in the house. Jimmy, what's up, my friend? How are you doing today? Jimmy, uh, another regular here to the show. Guys, let me hear from you. Let me know. You know, you guys know the drill. Let me know that you're watching the show, you're tuned in, what team you're rooting for, what team you want to talk about. Speaking of teams, we have got a couple of coaches that are going to be joining me today, 6 o'clock hour, that are state champion, uh, forecasted to be right in the, in the, in the uh, mix for a state championship run this year. Bainbridge's Jeff Littleton is going to be joining us at six o'clock. Now, of course, I gotta talk, I gotta have a one-on-one though with Coach Littleton uh, about smoke, Bowie. My man is decommitted from University of Georgia. I'm not very happy about it. So I'm going to implore that the head coach go talk to his star player. And will him back to the dogs. Now, he's not, you know, listen, until they sign, and I'm a, I've always been a, a big advocate of not getting too caught up in recruiting. Okay, so I don't want to be one of those people right now. I was a little bit stunned to see him, and we had two five-stars that decommitted from the dogs uh, pretty much in the same day. <clears throat> but it happens. But this is the world of recruiting, Okay. This is why, as much as I love high school football, as much as I love college football, I just I don't get all, I don't get very caught up in the shenanigans of recruiting. And when I say shenanigans, I'm talking about stuff like this. Players commit to a school; it really means nothing, okay? Until you sign your LOI, until you sign the letter of intent. That's one of the reasons I really liked and was always an advocate for the early signing period. That's a big deal, okay? No need to wait around. If a young man is indeed committed and he's got his mind made up, let him put his John Henry, John Hancock, some of you call it, his signature on the dotted line. Let him sign if he has got his mind truly made up. That's why I really love the early signing period, okay? Uh, but as far as a commitment, a verbal commitment, or in this case, a verbal decommitment, I'm not going to get too worried or too caught up, but I certainly will uh, mention that to Coach Jeff Littleton when we talk to him. 
here in just a little bit. They'll be coming up at 6 o'clock. Not to be outdone, following Coach Jeff Littleton, is going to be another team who is is uh, forecasted to be in the state championship. I got a little sidetracked there because Mr. Producer has just donned on cue his Brooks County cap that Maurice Freeman brought us. I'll tell you, Coach Freeman took care of us last time he was in here. He brought us a couple of miniature helmets. He had one of them autographed for Mr. Producer, uh, made his day. Uh, he didn't bring us any food, but that's okay. We'll forgive him for that, maybe next time. But uh, he brought us uh, brought us a, hat, a couple of hats and uh, of course, he had his uh, uh, hammers here that he brought. He actually brought the hammer, literally brought the hammers to us. Anyway, Coach Friedman won't be in studio, but we'll have the next best thing with the head man of the Brooks County Trojans. In all seriousness, those are two teams that a lot of people are talking about. I'm really proud of the coaches that we've had over the last uh, you know, couple of days. Shane Queen, the head coach of North Cobb. Everybody's talking about the Warriors as a potential state championship favorite. Everybody's talking about Bainbridge in 4A as being a potential state championship favorite. Everybody's talking about Brooks County. You guys know the drill. Potential state championship favorite. Of course, Grayson's Adam Carter joined us. I don't think I have to tell you, they're always a state championship favorite. And of course, the great interview that we had with St. Thomas Aquinas, head coach, and that was down in Florida, but a nationally renowned program like uh, St. Thomas Aquinas is. Coach Roger Harriet joined us again. If you missed it, I implore you guys to go back and check out that uh, edition of the show, which was Monday, I believe, when Coach Harriet was on with us. Uh, just a great, great segment, and it had more to do with life and bringing up teaching young men the values as much as we talked X's and O's, which really wasn't a whole lot, but I promise you, you're going to enjoy that particular segment. Right now, got to go to break. We'll be back. we got a lot coming your way today. We will bring up the graphics that we have talked about in part so far. Which team has got the best chance to win their first state championship? We talked about North Cobb. That's one of them. We'll talk about a few more today in those uh, Class A Quarterfinal prediction, who is going to be in the Elite Eight? What do we say? What will you say? We'll talk about that, time permitting. All that coming your way today on this Wednesday, wide open Wednesday edition of Extra Point with Phil Jones right here. NITG next, Georgia. We'll be right back, guys. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. 
Hey, guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan as we talk about the Blessed Trinity baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Harlan will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Blessed Trinity program. That's the Blessed Trinity Coaches Show with myself and Coach Andy Harlan, heard every other Tuesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. And a wide open Wednesday. Welcome back, everybody. Phil Jones with you. Absolutely beautiful day. A little hot, but that's just the way I like it. Glad you guys are aboard with me on our two-hour soiree that we do Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday afternoons, 5 to 7. Remember, guys, as I like to remind you, be sure to like and share our page. We want to spread the word, get as many people educated and involved with the show that we can. That would mean a lot. If you can like and share our page, guys, I would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, let me hear from you guys. If you're watching the show, by all means, uh, chime in. Join the conversation. I love to have the show and make the show interactive, guys. That's uh, one of the big things we like to hang our hat on. So, love to hear from you guys. Uh, wherever you are at, which team you root for, what you want to talk about, uh, your comments, which I love, including Ricky Barwick. Checking in. Great show, Phil. Keep up the good work. Go Lee County. Ricky, thanks for the kind words, my friend. I appreciate that. Chris Sellers in the house. There's a Bainbridge fan. We're getting ready to uh, hear the conversation that I'll have with Jeff Littleton coming up at 6 o'clock. Chris Sellers, good afternoon. Go Bearcats. So what do you think, Chris? Bainbridge going to have a pretty good shot at winning that state title this year. Uh, man, you want to talk about a a loaded bunch? I mean, I think the I think the Bowie uh, brothers could probably, you know, you could probably put those guys out there. You know, what three or four on eleven? How many Bowie guys are there? There's there's a brothers, there's cousins. Of course, we got Smoke coming back. I mean, he alone should ex- should should be the, the, worth the price of admission this year, guys. Let me tell you, if you uh, you know if you're a Bainbridge fan, you got a lot to be uh, excited about. Can't blame you there. Uh, if you are thinking of state championships in your dreams, okay. Uh, also, another fan base I'm sure that's excited. Uh, the Brooks County Trojans, Maurice Freeman, again going to be checking in with us at 6:30. It's been a while since we've talked to Coach Freeman. So we're looking forward to hearing what he has got to say. Listen, as good as they have been last couple of years, they've made it all the way to the title game. They've come up a little bit short. We may be seeing the building of a dynasty here at Brooks. And, and you know, it's something that is kind of strange because something I'm going to have to look into. I wonder if any coach has had more consistent, consecutive winning season and playoff appearances than Maurice Freeman has. What do you guys think? And I know that there's a lot of good coaches out there. There's a lot of coaches that have made it to the state playoffs consecutive years, but what Maurice Freeman has done, remember, didn't happen just at 
Brooks County either. That's something that we would have to check into. But looking forward to talking to those two coaches in the 6 o'clock hour. All right, a couple of other things I want to uh, to mention, and we, we mentioned it briefly the last couple of days, kind of got into it, but uh, and some of you may not have been a part of the last couple of days' show, so it's going to be new to you, but what about the, the return of the USFL? Now, for those of you that may not know, may be too young to remember, the United States Football League was the first league, at least that I'm aware of, that came out to go head-to-head with the NFL. That was their first mistake. Um, and we have seen since several of these uh, here-today-gone-tomorrow professional leagues that indeed try to go toe-to-toe, head-to-head with the National Football League. Do I think it can be done? You know, I don't know. I don't know if a, if, if, if a league can come out and be successful. Always remember, the number one rule of marketing, you guys know what that is. It's be first at whatever it is you do. And, of course, you've got the NFL. Think about that. Think how many products that came out first are referred to, okay, by whatever it is that we use similarly. If I get a tissue, I'm going to use a Kleenex, Right. Uh, you guys know the drill. Don't have to keep going. But the NFL, same thing. They were the first professional football league. And, of course, since then, we've had the XFL, two different installments of the XFL. We may be having another one. Don't know. Vince McMahon is threatening to do that. But the USFL was the one that, that stood any chance of success. You had some good ownership, good financial backing. For the most part, they did things right. I think if they, if you have a spring league, instead of trying to go head-to-head directly with the NFL, and by that I mean in the same season in the fall, I think that's your biggest mistake. But I think if the USFL this time around can go in the, and do it in the spring, I don't even know what their plans are as far as that goes. But I have heard the announcement that the USFL is going to be coming back, same teams. Um, I think Jacksonville is going to be the nearest team to us. Um, in fact, I think it's only, what, eight or ten cities. you got Birmingham is going to have a, a franchise. They did the first time around. But, you know, another thing the USFL was able to do their first time was they were able to ink the, the top players. After all, they got Herschel Walker from the University of Georgia, right out of Georgia. I mean, they came in, swooped in, and got him. I can remember – you ever heard those uh, cases where – do you remember where you were or where you was when this happened? I can remember being in my English class – in high school, and the teacher comes in and says, no, 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 not class. This is what we're talking about today. Oh, no. He comes in and says, class, I've got some bad news. Herschel Walker has just signed with the New Jersey Generals, owned by Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave him the big dollars, and just like that, Herschel foregoing his senior season at the University of Georgia headed to the USFL's New Jersey Generals. But you had a a lot of other great players that played uh, in the USFL as well. So, again, you're talking about good financial backing. You're talking about drawing good talent. 
a lot of these other teams, a lot of these other leagues, rather, have tried to make it by getting um, subpar talent, the guys that couldn't quite make it in the NFL. And that's been their biggest problem. So we shall see if the USFL is able to, uh, to buck the trend and if they are able to make it. We shall see. All right. Let's see who else is here in the house. All right. Uh, Rolodex Williams is here in the house. Rolodex, what's up, brother? See what you guys have got to say here about the uh, the USL. So my messages are coming up late, guys. Bear with me here. D. Smith checking in. Good afternoon from Northside Warner Robins, Eagle Country. What's up, D? <laughs> Takeoff ball. What's up, Phil, from Pace Academy? So what's Pace Academy looking like this year? Let us know, brother. There's Sissy Pittman Bass checking in. Sissy, good afternoon, everyone, from Daytona Beach. Whoa! I don't guess we're going to be seeing any of Sissy Pittman Bass today. Sissy, enjoy yourself down at Daytona Beach. Oh, and Sissy adds go cats. Brooks Carter checking in. Good afternoon from Bobcat Country in Early County. Hey, we don't get a lot of Early County fans. I love it. Thanks a lot, Brooks. Appreciate that. Jamie Ledger says, ready to hear from two great coaches today. Indeed, they are, and indeed, we are as well, Jamie. Thanks for that, brother. Mac Foster says, it's all right, and go dogs. Talking about the decommitments, I'm with you there, brother. Look, I don't put a whole lot of stock in that. I I just, again, the commitments, I I really don't get excited a lot about commitments. I'm talking about college football here. Because, again, they can change their mind, can these uh, young men, uh, as quickly as anything. Oh, we got Rocky Reese back in the house today. Rocky, I hope you enjoy it. By the way, what a great turnout from the Chris County faithful yesterday. Guys, that was impressive. Had a comment from Jimmy Hughes, the, uh, the athletic director. He was very pleased with the segment. And I told him what a great turnout from that fan base we had yesterday. You guys give yourself a pat on the back. That was something else. All right, Gilbert Ellis Jr. checking in. Gilbert Ellis Jr. says, if you're not looking at Region 1, 3A, Appling and Pierce as being contenders, you need to reevaluate your knowledge as a Georgia high school football fanatic. I would agree with you there. Certainly, Appling and Pierce both are going to be in the mix uh, just as they were last year. Of course, Pierce, you're defending um, state champion. Coach Mullis going to try to keep the good tide going there in Appling, succeeding uh, Rick Tumberland. Rolex Williams, I heard my cats lost our starting quarterback via transfer to Thomas County Central. Yes, I got uh, a source that contacted me just before I went on the show, just before I went live. It was about four minutes before I took a seat in this chair to tell me that Sam Brown is gone. He is transferred from Valdosta. He is now enrolled officially over at Thomas County Central. So, Rolex Williams, you are right. So, now Thomas County Central goes from no quarterbacks to two quarterbacks 
We'll talk more about it after this break. You are watching or listening to Extra Point with Phil Jones. Got a lot to talk about today, guys. Don't go anywhere. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all, it all sort of stems back from, from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to, to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a, you know, see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be, so we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Westminster head baseball coach Chad Laney as we talk to Coach about how things are going so far this season. Coach Laney will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Westminster program. That's the Chad Laney Westminster Coaches Show with myself and Coach Laney. Heard every other Wednesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones.
All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you on a wide-open Wednesday. A lot of good conversation uh, with the comments coming across here. Uh, let's see here. Sega Bass says, didn't The Rock and some others buy the XFL from McMahon? I think they did, uh, Sega Bass. Uh, somebody else uh, back me up on that and see if that's the case. Ricky Barwick says, USFL was Trump's, I think. Uh, it was. By the way, um, one of the best documentaries you'll find is on the on the USFL. Trump, of course, is uh, is is mentioned pretty prominently in that. So uh, it's it, it, it's just again fun to see that kind of stuff. I look, the more football we can get, the better. Okay, that's the way I look at it. Some people, uh, you remember when XFL when the XFL came out? How many of you remember he hate me? Remember when the players had their nicknames on the back of the jersey? Now that was the that was the, from the mastermind of promotion and misadventure of one Vince McMahon. Say what you want to, but he made people believe in wrestling, even if you knew that it was fake. One of the greatest entertainers, and that's what you got to remember. Wrestling is it's entertainment. Yes, it's fake, but you know what? People still go crazy over it. Well, that's what he tried to do with the XFL. May have been too much of a novelty. Uh, had the stripe balls and, and that kind of thing. And remember the kickoff? It wasn't a kickoff. They they rolled the ball out, or no, no, they had the ball sitting at the at the fifty yard line. They had two players get a running start like two battering rams going against each other to try to get the ball. That was pretty dangerous, actually. But anyway, take the novelty away. Give me good talent. Give me a good product. If it's football and if it's not competing with the NFL, which in my opinion is the best professional league bar none. I love the NFL. Uh, why? Because it is the best players in the world playing the best game in the world. And it's as simple as that. All right, um, so anyway, we were talking just before <clears throat> I went to break. Breaking news. Sam Brown is out at Valdosta, and it is official. It is, it is more than rumor. I actually had the rumor yesterday before going on the air, but I didn't pull the trigger. I don't like doing that unless I've got confirmation, and today we got it, okay, from a very reliable source, so... Sam Brown is out at Valdosta. Look, there's a couple of ways of looking at that. Young man wants to play and wants to play for an opportunity, okay, to, to play in the postseason. We all know the deal at Valdosta. Valdosta is not going to have that opportunity to go to the postseason uh, this year. So, Sam Brown, pretty good quarterback, looked really good in the spring win over Jones County for the Cats. Uh, and I guess now, if you're a Valdosta fan, where does that leave you with your quarterback situation? By the way, also at Thomas County Central, not only did they have Sam Brown move in from, uh, from Valdosta, but you've also got Will Dean. He was a quarterback, and I'm not sure where he was on the depth chart at Tiff County. But Will Dean was a quarterback at Tiff County. He was on the roster. He, too, is at Thomas County Central. So, Thomas County Central was looking at a deal where they were going to have to go with a converted wide receiver at quarterback. That's something Ashley Henderson, I know, did not want to do. Who would want to do it? I know that we had um, we had Lee County. They were able to do it last year. Dean Fabrizio 
was able to take a converted wide receiver and almost won a state title. But a unique situation there, of course. But in 99% of the cases, you want to have a true, you know, bred quarterback. Somebody that has come up in the ranks, okay, that has played quarterback. Not a converted wide receiver. So now you got that at Thomas County Central. So I guess the the issue is as it is, and I won't say it's a problem. I mean, because all coaches want to have the problem of having two really good quarterbacks go at it and try to battle it out for the starting position. Now that's what Ashley Henderson's going to have at Thomas County Central. I, I tell you, and we're talking about and 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 wondering all these these things, these possible scenarios like state champions. Who's going to be in the mix? I'd like to know what you guys think about Thomas County Central and Ashley Henderson. I think the guy is a well of a coach. And if you say he's not, you're crazy. He has had to – he inherited uh, quite a situation at Thomas County Central. He has worked hard to change the culture over in Thomasville with the Yellow Jackets. And I think his time is now. And it's good to see that he's got a quarterback situation, a quarterback competition. And we shall see. uh, Hey, there's a reason Sam Brown was a quarterback at Plant down in Tampa, uh, moved up to to, to Valdosta. We all know that came undone. So now he'll take uh, his shot over at Thomas County Central. But, yes, that is official, by the way. Uh, Sam Brown. Uh, is at Thomas County Central, as is Will Dean from Tiff County at uh, Thomas County Central. So, Rolodex Williams, you are right, sir, there about uh, the news that you heard. All right. Uh, Scott Posey says, Irwin or Brooks wins state. Man, can you imagine? I got to look at the bracket setup to see if they would have the possibility of, uh, of playing each other again as they did last year. Uh, maybe uh, Coach Freeman can share some light on that. He should know about that. We'll be talking to him at 6.30. All right, just checking to see. we got some other folks here <clears throat> checking in to the, uh, the show. <laughs> Keith Blaylock says, North Cobb trying to use the Grayson model to win a state title. I got you. Torres talking about uh, Malachi Singleton, <laughs> the new quarterback coming in. You've got uh, Danelon Morissette coming in from where Brookwood, I believe. So, Keith Blaylock, that's what you're talking about there, trying to use the Grayson model. I hear you, brother. Hey, whatever you got to do, right? North Cobb certainly is in the mix. All right, so we got uh, Rolandex Williams says, Brooks is my pick. Gilbert Ellis Jr., (laughs) man, I forgot about the Arena League. Gilbert Ellis Jr. says, I kind of got into the Arena Football League. Well, I can't say the rest of that. (laughs) Gilbert Ellis Jr. says, I kind of got into the Arena Football League, especially the female Arena League. Okay. Again, you're talking about novelties, right? Ricky Barwick says, Herschel Walker's first job uh, yes, that was his first professional job there uh, in the USFL. Of course, Herschel went on to uh, be a part of probably the most celebrated trade in NFL history. One man traded for 14. 
and I'm not exaggerating. And that is exactly what won the Dallas Cowboys a Super Bowl. You guys aren't familiar with what I'm talking about. Go back and check it out for sure. All right. Uh, let's see here. Just checking out some of the other comments. Uh, you guys checking in to the show on this wide open Wednesday. All right. Uh, I tell you what, let's do, Mr. Producer. Let's take a look at these uh, these graphics that uh, we were talking about. Uh, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, we'll be taking a break here in a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll put one of the uh, the graphics up on the screen and uh, talk about Elite Eight preseason predictions, which teams are going to be around in public class uh, A this year, and also which team has the best chance at a first-ever state title. So uh, we'll take a look and talk about those coming up here in just a little bit. Looking forward to that. By the way, and I mentioned this yesterday, and I don't know if he's watching the show, but our buddy Alexander Kane, who, of course, makes a, a cameo here on the show every now and then, is uh, making a movie. And it's right around the corner from our studios here in downtown Valdosta. So uh, Alexander Kane making a movie uh, featuring uh, Mel Gibson. And uh, Josh Dimel is another one of the, uh, the actors starring. So uh, if you get a chance and you're downtown, um, who knows, you may uh, do some stargazing uh, with some of the actors involved in, uh, in that movie. But again, right down here in downtown Valdosta. Hey, he's staying true to his word is Alexander Kane. Uh, in addition to loving and talking high school football, he mentioned that he was going to be bringing uh, Hollywood to our fair area, Valdosta, Tifton, Fitzgerald, and he is, uh, again, stay true to his word for sure. All right, uh, let's see. Checking in to see who else is here in the show. All right, uh, Scott Posey, Irwin, or Brooks. Scott, who are you a fan of, by the way? I don't believe I've been, been able to figure that one out. Are you an Irwin fan or a Brooks County fan? Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. And again, we'll talk about first-time state titles. We'll talk about Class A public quarterfinal predictions. And don't forget, 6 o'clock hour, we are going to be talking to two coaches. Speaking of state title aspirations, going to be talking to Maurice Freeman, 6.30. Before him, Jeff Littleton, head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats. All that coming your way a little bit later. We'll be right back with more of Extra Point. Phil Jones with you right here at ITG Next Georgia. Stay with us. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. 
a great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie, at Five Points. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners, and if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our upcoming weekly podcast with Buford High baseball coach Stuart Chester as we talk about the Wolves baseball program this year. Coach Chester will share his insight on his team, the competition, and other news related to Buford High School and surrounding programs. That's the Buford High Baseball Coaches Show with myself and Coach Stuart Chester every week right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you here on this wide open Wednesday. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, guys, you'll, uh, again, pardon me, messages kind of uh, coming in in waves here. So I'm trying to keep up with everybody checking in to the show. Jim Steffen, good to see you on board, my friend. I didn't uh, see that until I refreshed a while ago. Uh, yeah, Kennedy's not in the house today. Uh, she uh, maybe will be back with us next week. Uh, Joe Hansley, good evening. Go Jeff Davis, Yellow Jackets. I hear you, Joe. Certainly, you got to be excited because you've already got a state championship. And we're about to be talking about teams with the opportunity to win their first state championship. But, Joe, any chance that your Jeff Davis football Yellow Jackets are going to double it up over there in Hazelhurst and bring home a football state championship. Kelly Mitchell. What's up, Kelly? Kelly Mitchell says, hello, Phil. Brother, I appreciate you. I'm so pumped up for some football. Brooks will be a more explosive team than last year. Hammer time. That's what I'm hearing, Kelly. Thanks so much for the kind words. John says, Coach said he's going fishing, win or lose. Talking about Maurice Freeman, of course. Jim Steffen says, watching the best day of the week 
Wide open Wednesday. I appreciate that, brother. Kevin Bush, baseball season, Phil. Baseball. Okay. All right. You mean Braves baseball season. I hear you. Kevin also reminds us Trump was owner of the New Jersey Generals. He did not own the USAFL. Now, I, are you sure about that? Didn't he have part ownership in the USFL? Wasn't he the brains behind bringing the USFL on, Kevin? Just asking. All right, guys. You'll see on the screen, interesting graphic as it appeared in our most recent newsletter. Which team has the best shot at winning their first state title this upcoming season? We have listed Fellowship Christian. Of course, they are in Class A private. Rabin County. I'd say they got a pretty good shot at it. Have you guys seen the playmakers that Rabin County has got? Of course, you guys know the big one in Gunner Stockton, but he has got quite the supporting cast around him up there in extreme North Georgia. We'll talk about it. Okay, Crisp County is the third team listed in our graphic as a possibility of winning their first state title. Kind of hard to believe that Crisp does not have a state championship yet. In fact, I was surprised, to be honest with you, at all these uh, these teams listed. North Cobb, will they be winning their first state title? So let's break it down, guys. Let me hear from you. What do you guys think? Give me another team that you think has a shot at winning their first state title, Okay. The graphic is simply a guide for us to discuss and to talk about, agree, disagree. I'll certainly give you my thoughts. Fellowship Christian. Now, if you guys don't keep up with them, maybe you should. Last year, they averaged right at 50 points a game. Their defense gave up about 10 points a game. Now, here's why that's so interesting. So, they've had a coaching change. Tim McFarland. Longtime coach at Blessed Trinity. Remember, he coached at Roswell. Um, there was another school up there in the North Fulton area that he was a coach for. It'll come to me in a minute. Anyway, he has taken over at Fellowship Christian, and he's changing the offense. So I understand the deal when you get a new coach in, they're going to change the offense, but you're talking about playing with fire here. Because you're going from an offense that was averaging 50 points a game last year. He's going to go probably to what he likes to run, the pro-style eye. Now, here's the other thing, though, there. You don't argue with the man that's 194 and 54 over his career. And you look at the common denominator for all these teams. What is it? Great coaching, great players. Jabo Shaw. Raven County. I just mentioned Tim McFarland taking over Fellowship Christian, where, by the way, Class A private and public, some of the best football in the state of Georgia is played. Chris County, Miguel Patrick, proud to have him on the show yesterday. I think you can see from and hearing from Miguel Patrick yesterday why Chris County and the fans are excited to have him. Now, we're going to talk about his chances of winning the first state title and why they may be third or fourth on this list. North Cobb, I talked about Shane Queen. We had him on the show last week. North Cobb, new quarterback, uh, Malachi Singleton. He is a playmaker of a signal caller, let me tell you. 
And, of course, he is going to have uh, Dinalon Morissette coming over from Brookwood. So a couple of uh, new faces there as part of North Cobb, one of the main reasons why they are projected and are one of the teams a lot of people are talking about as uh, having a great chance to win a state title at 7A, the highest classification this year. Okay, so Fellowship Christian. I talked about Coach McFarland taking over. 10-1 last year. I talked about how many points they averaged, nearly 50 points a game. That was until they ran into the playoffs, averaged 49 games, uh, 49 points per game in the playoffs. Defense only giving up 10. But Murphy Reeves, they're all everything running back. He is gone, but they are bringing back running back Josh Cole, who had a big year. Got an up-and-coming quarterback who just won an MVP at a Wake Forest camp. Caleb McKerkle is the up-and-coming quarterback for Fellowship Christian. So let's put it this way. Let's rank 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. Teams having a chance to win their first state title. I'll put Fellowship Christian at about a 6. You lose some players. You do lose a great coach, but you got another great coach coming in. But there's the great unknown there. You're changing the offense. Anytime you change from what was working, I think you have to be very cautious, okay, in saying this team has a great chance of winning their first state title. I'll put them at a six on the field scale of winning their chance of winning a state title. Raven County, should we just say Gunner Stockton and leave it at that for why their chances of winning their first state title are pretty good? And, guys, I'm telling you, look past Gunner Stockton and look at all the great playmakers that they have got. Athlete. Corey Keller, he's a playmaker on defense, contributes on offense. Wide receiver, Hogan Woodard. And then you've got Huff Wyndham and Lang Wyndham, the Wyndham brothers. They are a couple of big-time playmakers as well for Jabo Shaw and Raven County. And speaking of Jabo Shaw, that's the other element I was talking about earlier, what you've got to have if you want a chance to win your first state championship, what do you got to have? Great players, great organization, a great plan, and great coaching. It all goes together. I know the stool is normally three-legged, but this is Phil's four-legged stool. You got to have all legs of the stool. You got them there with Rabin County. So on Phil's scale of Rabin County's chances of winning their first state title, I'm going to put them at an eight. Now, there's a caveat here. Have you seen Raven County's schedule? It is a doozy. That can work two ways. If you survive that schedule, okay, and you're able to survive it and make it to the playoffs, well, by golly, you've proven that you could beat the best. And, of course, for your chance to win a state title or your first state title, you've got to prove that you can beat the best. Raven County's schedule includes 4A runner-up Jefferson. That's their opening game, by the way. They're going to be on ESPN against Pace Academy. They're playing Pierce County, who won the state championship in 3A. I think you guys see where I'm going with that. If, and it's a big if, Raven County can survive this schedule, they've got a great chance of going through the playoffs because there won't be the big shock factor from going through a bunch of pansies in the regular season and then hitting the playoffs and hitting a wall. Not going to be that way. 
So Raymond County, I'll put them at an eight on the scale, field scale of one to ten. What do you guys think? Rate Fellowship Christian's chances of their first state title. Give me Raymond County's chances, their first state title. Crisp County. Now, I love, and how could you not, like Miguel Patrick. Great coach. Okay, I knew that. We had heard about all the great things that he'd done uh, up at Cedar Grove. Won a state title there two years ago. Okay, Now, here's the thing, though. He's inheriting a team, and he admits it. This isn't just me saying it. He inherits a team that is awfully young, guys. And again, four returning starters total. Four. So I think that is the only thing working against Miguel. And I think that that's the reason why I'm going to put their chances of winning the first state title at Crisp at maybe a five. And again, give them a check back with me next year on Coach Miguel Patrick. And I'll certainly up the odds. But I just think he's inheriting too young of a team, guys. That's my stance on that one. North Cobb, on field scale of 1 to 10, what are Shane Queen's chances of winning their first state title? That's the team I like the best. I'm going to give them a 9 out of 10 opportunity to win their first state title. I talked about great coaching. They are absolutely loaded, and they're loaded where it counts. I talked about quarterback Malachi Singleton may be the best, if not one of the best, in the state. And then Mr. Morissette uh, also complimenting Malachi Singleton. So I am going to rate in order North Cobb the best opportunity to win a state their first state title, followed by Rabin County number two, followed by Fellowship Christian number three, and Chris County, and nothing against you great Cougar fans. And your football fans, too. But one through four, that's my picks for who I think has the best opportunity to win their first state title coming up this season. John Hughes says, Chris replacing all 11 on defense. That's right, John. That's the only reason that I'm picking and betting against Miguel Patrick. I would usually never, ever do that against a Miguel Patrick coach team. But, again, he admits it. And, John, you know it. They're losing everybody. Only four returning starters this year. Great comments coming in here, guys, as we get ready to go to break. Jim Steffen, years back, Chris County would give Alasta a great game. Been there and witnessed a thoroughly fought game experience. I love the comments. Keep your comments coming as we get ready to talk to Jeff Littleton, head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats. But keep your thoughts coming in. What do you guys think? Do you agree with my assessment one through four as I rank the teams on the graphic on your screen as the chances of winning their first state title this year? Do you agree with me that it's North Cobb the best, Raven County second best, Fellowship Christian third best, Chris fourth? Do you agree with me? Tell me what you think, guys. Give me your teams, one through four, best to worst chances of winning their first state title. And we'll talk about it as time allows when we return with more of Extra Point. Phil Jones with you. Jeff Littleton, Bainbridge Bearcats head coach, comes up after the break. 
Hey guys, I'm Phil Jones, your host of Next Take Georgia, our weekly podcast brought to you by ITG Next. On Next Take Georgia, we interview the top names in high school sports in Georgia, including athletes, officials, coaches, and those that impact and cover high school sports. Recent guests include Dr. Robin Hines, Executive Director of the GHSA, Frank Sokowski, Sports Director for WJCL in Savannah, and coaches Maurice Freeman and Marquise Westbrook, who joined me recently to discuss opportunities for more blackhead coaches in Georgia. You can find Next Take Georgia at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. That's Next Take Georgia, brought to you by ITG Next. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Fellowship Christian Head Coach Sean Oliver as we talk about the Paladins baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Oliver will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Paladins program. That's the Fellowship Christian Coaches Show with myself and head baseball coach Sean Oliver. Heard every other Friday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you as we kick off our number two here on Extra Point with Phil Jones. Hope you guys are doing well on this wide-open Wednesday. Thanks for checking in with us, guys. All right, I want to welcome in the head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats, Jeff Littleton, is on the line with us. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Coach, I'm doing good. Listen, before we talk football, i got to get you to do me a favor. Okay. All right. I need you to go to Smoke and 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 shake him a little bit, all right, and say, "Son, you need to recommit to the University of Georgia Bulldogs." Can you can you do that for me? 
You must be a Georgia fan. <laughs> you guessed right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, what, what, do you, what do you you have any thoughts on that? And, of course, I know it's his his decision and everything, but that, he, I'm sure that's got to be a crazy situation. Everybody and their brother wanting the, the services of uh, that young man. I think he just wants to uh, – uh, take some visits. Uh, I don't. <clears throat> I think he has. Uh, just wants to uh, look at his possibilities. I got I you. Understand. I got you. And I know that ain't a whole lot you can say about that. I get it. But uh, you know, just again, you're right. As a Georgia fan, hey, uh, I'd certainly want him. I know that you're glad uh, that he's coming back this year. Yeah, he's doing well right now. He's playing. Uh, playing very good his knee is uh structurally fine he's been competing and and uh doing everything the team needs him to do he's uh been working hard so how is uh the rest of your team doing coach i tell you i know a lot of people are excited uh, about your bainbridge bearcats team especially bainbridge fans you know this is what we do here on the show is uh, is talk high school football uh all the time and, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, Bainbridge, certainly a team to look out for this year uh, in 4A. Uh, how have things been going this spring? We're really excited about who we got returning and, uh, you know, the kids that have grown up a little bit in the offseason in the weight room. Uh, we have some, uh, you know, some positive things going with some new kids. So we're going to have a lot of uh, – a lot of – Probably a lot of sophomores on the field that have grown up and uh, kind of re- reminds you a little bit of the 18 year where we had to grow up at the early part of the season and get some experience. And uh, but we have a we have a good mix of returning starters, which will hopefully get us through the rough part of our early schedule. And uh, and uh, hopefully we can compete with some of them. Uh, bigger schools, and uh, but we're really excited about the team that we have, and, and we've been working hard so far this summer. Yeah, so Coach, I don't know how many people realize this, uh, but the, the 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 bunch of seniors you have now were the freshman class of the state championship team, right? Right. We had two kids that started on that team that, that were freshmen then. Gotcha. So, 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 so that's got to excite you. I mean, you know, that bunch that won, you know, and, and like you said, there was two of them that started, uh, you know, and the rest of them, I'm sure at some point have either become starters or contributors to the team. So wouldn't it make for a great storyline, you know, for that bunch? And I'm not sure how many it is. You can tell us, uh, you know, how many people, how many guys we're talking about, how many players we're talking about that were freshmen. The, uh, and when uh, Bainbridge last won the state championship, that are now making up the senior class for Bainbridge. Here they are, more mature and obviously uh, better football players. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've uh, – good class, really uh, talented class, and uh, they've uh, worked really hard and they want to get back in that. You know, we come up with a game short uh, last year, and, and uh, you know, they they uh, really, really good group, and they've been – uh, wanting to get back to that level again, so uh, you know that's it's it's out there in front of them. They just got to go get it. And that's what they've been doing. 
So let me, uh, you know, I mentioned, um, and, and I know you've heard it as well, uh, there's a lot of media that keep up and talk about high school football. It's not just, it's not just us. Uh, it's all across the state. I mean, you know, let's face it, uh, people are really high on the Bainbridge Bearcats this year. You know, what is it like managing those expectations? Because uh, I know you well, you'd rather certainly be talked about than not talked about. I think that's always a big thing. But what do you do to try to manage the expectations? You know, not only having a great, you know, expect to have a great year, you got Smoke Bowie coming back, you got a lot of great players that make up the team this year. What's that like managing all of those expectations and 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 egos? Because I think that's the that's the behind the scenes stuff of being a coach. A lot of people may not realize. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's always good to. Uh have people talking about you, uh, especially in a good way. And uh, I think if uh, you want to stay at that level and, and get better, you better uh, raise your expectations and raise the standards that you have. I mean, we have a process in place that we follow and and uh, we try to tweak and try to get things better each each year and look at evaluate things. But, um, you know, our kind of thing that we've kind of preached since the beginning of this year and in the weight room is to raise our standard um, because, uh, you know, we, we got back to the semifinals and come up a game short state championship. And, and uh, we, if we don't, if we don't raise the standards that we have and raise those expectations, then we're never going to get, you know, see, see the results of the rewards of that. Absolutely. We're talking to Jeff Littleton, head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats. It's been a while since we've had Coach Littleton on. We are uh, certainly excited to have him on. Uh, did you guys play uh, an opponent in the spring game? Did y'all have an inter-squad scrimmage? Uh, how did y'all do uh, spring? Yeah, we just had an inter-squad scrimmage. Uh, we had a late cancellation uh, on our spring game. Um, was the, the team was not uh, able to get a get charter buses down uh who was so, that uh, that was tucker high school and uh they ended up playing somebody else i guess up there closer but it is what it is it's no big deal um, we uh had an inter-squad scrimmage and you know had a good spring and found out a lot of good things about our team and had a lot of people step up and and, and uh put themselves in positions to really help us you mentioned that schedule earlier. Uh, I want to talk about the schedule. I want to talk about some of the, you know, some of the the top talent, and you can talk about all you want. Uh, always love to promote the players. Uh, but let's talk about the schedule, uh, Coach. Mm -hmm. So you guys are gonna uh, open up with uh, with coffee? Is that right? That's correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that is at. We're playing Glen Academy in the scrimmage game. So. Uh, okay, yeah, I didn't see that Another on the schedule. School. So what um what do you what do you try to accomplish in that scrimmage game? I know that the spring game is different, and I'm talking about if you're playing an opponent, a little bit different than the scrimmage game because scrimmage obviously you're what one or two weeks before you open the regular season. So talk about what you're going to try to accomplish in that spring game or in the uh, uh, the, the the practice game right before your opener with coffee. Well, it's just like it is. It's a practice run, and you, you kind of see the flow of the game, and you get the, uh, you know, some of those kids hadn't been in a Friday night lights, and uh, they get to experience that before it really counts. Um, 
you know, you, you see what kind of shape you're in based on your summer, you know, workouts and things. And uh, especially here in the South, it's just so hot and uh, you, it, it's really hard to prepare uh, for that. So, you know, you also, you see, you know, where uh, you have to get more depth at uh, because you, you don't really, you don't know uh, how, how they're going to last, how, how they're going to, you know, get through a football game, especially when we have, there's a few players that will go both ways and play, play on both sides of the football. So you have to prepare for that depth on, in those positions. And, and you never know who's going to go down uh, at a particular point in a game as well. So, um, you know, with an injury or with a, with a cramp or something, you know. So it really builds depth and it shows you, uh, you know, what you have to be prepared for uh, when you start the season. I got you. Hey, Coach, I uh, need to take a quick break. Stay with us, if you will. We'll come back. I want to talk more about the schedule, more about some of your personnel. Will you stay with me? Yes, sir. All right. We are going to take a quick break. Don't you guys go anywhere. And if you've got a question you want me to send along to Coach Jeff Littleton, now is the time. Post it in the comment section, and when we come back, I'll pass it along to the uh, head man of the Bearcats. Jeff Littleton is on with us, and we'll be right back. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all, it all sort of stems back from, from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to, to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a, you know, see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be, so we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Westminster head baseball coach Chad Laney as we talk to Coach about how things are going so far this season. Coach Laney will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Westminster program. That's the Chad Laney Westminster Coaches Show with myself and Coach Laney. Heard every other Wednesday 
right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, everybody. Phil Jones with you. We are talking with Jeff Littleton, head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats. Uh, coach, thanks so much for staying with us. Yes, sir. All right. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, we talked about, and we're going to talk about you know, the personnel. A lot of great players we know coming back this year, but uh, boy, you had to say goodbye to some some good ones as well. Uh, Quade Hawkins, one of them, you're all everything quarterback. Did he sign? Where did he go? Troy. Okay, that's right. Um, you want to talk about uh, who, who are we looking at replacing him at quarterback? Yeah, we've got a junior that's uh, been in the program, Bo Smith, that's uh, stepped right up and done a great job uh, so far as a, being a leader in the weight room and on the field and even uh, – Shine on the baseball team this year. Which baseball team end up in the semifinals mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, he he's uh, done a real good job so far in spring and summer. And uh, he's you know he's he's got a, lot, a big learning curve, but he's uh, he, he's got a live arm and um, it's it's I'm really excited about Bo and we got a sophomore uh, that's doing a real good job as well. So you know we hope hope to uh develop him as well cam sanders and so uh, we've got a little battle battle with them too uh bo is you know he's he's pretty much a big uh, a little ahead of him of cam but um a little older a little stronger and but uh we're really excited about him i i i can uh, i can hear it uh coach for sure that's uh uh, and you should be. Uh, you know, quarterback competition, too, um, to me, that always seems to, to rise everybody's expectations on the, on, the, on the team, doesn't it, Coach? I mean, as I say, competition oh, yeah. is good. Yeah, it's always good, and always good to have somebody pushing you. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're uh, two, two uh, great kids and uh, great athletes and great competitors. Uh, so we got a couple of questions coming in here from our listeners. Uh, Chris Sellers uh, wants to know, Coach Bearcats have had a three-year starter at quarterback. How do you feel about the quarterback situation there? Well, I think he just answered that, so I guess I'm asking it back, <laughs> <laughs> asking it backwards there. So, uh, Chris, I think you just got the answer there. Uh, the 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 question was scrolling down, Coach, so I didn't yeah. know exactly the question in its entirety. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's in my bed there. Yeah, uh, Bo's gonna be fine. Yeah, I hear you. But um, and we'll we'll get back to the rest of the uh, some of the other personnel here in a minute. I want to go back to the schedule for just a second. So you guys open with coffee. Uh, now that was a tough way to open the season. Things didn't go exactly y'all's way last year. Uh, is there any you know talking about? Hey, it's payback time. Do any of your guys kind of take that mentality? Or is it just a, that was then and this is a totally different year kind of thing? Uh, you know, I, we always uh, want to compete uh, and be in the game in the fourth quarter, and we were last year and mm-hmm. ended up losing by two touchdowns, I believe. That was uh, crazy. Yeah. So we, we run out of gas last year. And uh, one of the things that we'll work on this summer is uh, being in a little better shape and hmm. uh, against uh, 
that football team and and uh you know there's some things that we can work on to get better uh from last year uh, do we look at it and say you know we want revenge no i don't no i don't do things like that way but uh because because we uh, we approach every game like that so and it's no different i mean we're gonna we're gonna prepare and and uh be ready for coffee we got to go on the road so it'll be a tough challenge uh valdosta uh you guys will get him at home this year uh Mm -hmm. should be a little bit of a different looking valdosta team but at the end of the day it's still valdosta right that's right you know they're gonna be tough uh uh, very talented and uh it'll be a great challenge for us but it's also going to put us in situations where we will need to be later on in the season and uh so it'll be really good for us and uh, maybe we can get them to the fourth quarter and have a chance to win the football game. Yeah, this is the first time, admittedly, now that I'm looking at your schedule. So mm-hmm. I'm doing this with our our viewers and our listeners all together here. Coach, this is a pretty daunting uh, list. And I've seen this uh, this year seems to be more so than I've seen in recent years uh, everybody, it seems, across the board. You don't see a lot of, 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 the, of the pansies scheduled anymore. I mean, everybody's schedule is tougher. You guys certainly are. So we just talked about Coffee Valdosta, and then you guys have got Thomasville uh, in Thomasville. That ought to be a great game. Oh, yeah, it will be. It always is. Uh, they always play us tough, and, and it's always going to be a challenge. And uh, – Looking forward to it. You know, they made a good run last year as well. And so, it, you know, it's, it's a close game. Uh, it ought to be, you know, ought to be packed. Stands ought to be, it ought to be electric. So, really looking forward to it. Another team that is obviously projected to win a, uh, or at least be in contention for a state title, the Ware County Gators. Uh, you guys had a, a, a great game with them last year, kind of like the coffee deal. It was right there at the end for everybody's ta- anybody's taking. But uh, talk about Ware County and the challenge that they will present. Again, though, you guys will have them there at Centennial Field this year. Yeah, it don't get any easier, does it? So, <laughs> no, uh, it doesn't, man. It's a so, daunting uh, schedule yeah. here, Coach. Yeah, it's, yeah, it'll be good to have them at home. Uh, it's, but, again, it's just uh, we like playing uh, great competition and – Again, it puts us in, uh, you know, that's what the fans want to see too. They want to see uh, you competing against uh, top-level competition. We feel like we're uh, uh, one of the top programs in Quad A in the state, so we, we want to make sure we're playing that top-level competition. And, you know, we, again, we got to raise our standards and, and prove that we can be in those games. Absolutely. We're talking to Jeff Littleton, head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats. This next team we're going to talk about, we got a uh, a Cairo fan. Clayton Williams is checking in. Good evening, everyone, from Cairo Syrup Maker Country. Uh, a, a Cairo Syrup Maker here. Um, you guys, too, have got a very tough schedule, says Clayton Williams, including, of course, Bainbridge. Clayton, thanks, by the way, for the kind words. Uh, Clayton says uh, – uh, ITG next. I appreciate you guys. Much needed sports show for our area, and we appreciate the kind words there. We love uh, doing what we do, Clayton, and thank you for the kind words. Clayton, your team, Cairo, 
is the next opponent on Jeff Littleton's Bainbridge Bearcats schedule. Coach, Steve Dvorsny and company always seem to field a great team there in Cairo, and you got to go down there to the new turf field they've got. That's right. It'll be a it'll be a great game. They'll be excited uh, being at home, and uh, they're always tough and play really really good defense. And uh, you know we we'll, we always look forward to that game. Coach, four home games though followed that one. Uh, there at Centennial Field after Cairo, you got Darty, Dade Christian, Westover. And the Thomas County Central Yellow Jackets of Ashley Henderson, four in a row at home. You gotta like that stretch of your schedule. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great to be at home, and and it always is. Uh, we've got great fans and great support, so we always uh, enjoy being there. So yeah, it's especially uh, you know going back to Cairo. We we uh, that was pretty much the region championship. Uh, game last year it was early on so tough thing about that is being ready that early in the season for that tough of an opponent uh you know because Cairo finished second in the region uh you know so that'll be a tough game and then you got uh Darty is just up coming up and coming program they they really got better last year and they have some good players and, and uh and then Westover really played us into the fourth quarter last year as well so mm-hmm. um, it'll be a, it'll be a tough stretch but it'll be good that we're at home and then thomas county central uh we were just talking about coach ashley henderson's yellow jackets just before we came on uh came on with you so they go from uh, a no quarterback situation to having two transfers come in they have the Valdosta transfer, Sam Brown, who now is uh, enrolled. Uh, and then you've got one of the Tiff County quarterbacks uh, is also uh, on the roster there uh, at Thomas County Central. So that'll kind of, I guess, just give you a, a dual quarterback situation uh, to, to have to worry about. Of course, that's a long way down the road. But uh, that should be another improved team uh, on the schedule, Coach, in Thomas County Central. Oh, yeah, they've improved every year, and it'll be tough. Uh, even though we're at home, mm-hmm. um, so we're but we're excited. We're we're excited to uh, to be at home again. Season ends with the <clears throat> excuse me Monroe. Regular season ends with the Monroe Golden Tornadoes, another team uh, that has in, uh, improved. So not really uh, any pansies on the schedule. But as a fan, Chris Sellers says here on the uh, comment section, bring on the tough schedule. It helps them for the run in the region. And there's certainly some truth to that in there, Coach. We feel like there is. It's worked for us. Um, the, the wins and losses hadn't always worked out, but uh, it's, it's uh, been successful in, you know, later on so over the course of the year. Coach, as we uh, wind down our interview with you, um, all right, so we, we talked about um, – you know, uh, Quaid is gone as your quarterback. Uh, another good player has departed in uh, Rashad Broadnax. Uh, what a great player he was. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It'll, it'll be hard to replace those two, but we've got some kids that have worked hard, and, and we're excited about uh, Bo at quarterback and then uh, Trey Bowie will take over at running back and uh, take most of the carries there. 
And so, but, and we got a couple of sophomores that we feel real good about it running back up and coming. So, you know, we're, Rashad will be hard to replace, but we'll just have to spread it out a little bit. <laughs> and, and then basically all you're going to have to do is get the, you know, the rest of the team, which is going to be uh, uh, Bowie's and Broadnax's. And, uh, and that's about it, right? <laughs> yeah, we got a few more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, just playing. <laughs> we got three buoys. We got three buoys and one broadnecks left. I've coached every broadnecks come through, so that's good. I hear you. All right, Coach. Well, listen, that's going to wrap us up, man. I uh, As always, great talking to you. Hey, Bainbridge is the talk of the town right now. Everybody's talking state championships. I know you don't want to get there just yet. But, again, as I said earlier, rather be talking about in the running that, than not in the running, right? That's correct. That's correct. We, uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue to work hard. And kids are excited about the season and, and doing a great job so far. So, look forward to it. Yeah, Coach, we're going to be uh, talking to you a lot, uh, I'm sure, come uh, this season. And, uh, as always, we look forward to, to chatting with you, Coach. Yeah, me too. Appreciate y'all having me. You're welcome, Thanks. Coach. Yeah, have a good evening. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, there he is. That's Jeff Littleton, head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats. Certainly another team. Well, we have been full of nothing but state championship contenders these last couple of weeks. Love having uh, these high-caliber coaches uh, on the show as we've had these last couple of weeks. Mr. Producer, do we need to take a break? Let's do that now. We'll take a break. Hey, we got another Speaking of state championship contenders, waiting in the wings, Maurice Freeman is going to be chatting with us. And we're going to talk to him about his Brooks County Trojans. Let's bring that hammer. I know he will when we return with more with our conversation, again, with the head coach of the Brooks County Trojans, Coach Freeman, coming up after this. Stay with us. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision 
and Future for Sports Medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners, and if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan as we talk about the Blessed Trinity baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Harlan will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Blessed Trinity program. That's the Blessed Trinity Coaches Show with myself and Coach Andy Harlan, heard every other Tuesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, Phil Jones with you. Extra point with Phil Jones on this wide-open Wednesday. And we are now proud to welcome in the head coach of the Brooks County Trojans. That's right, Maurice Freeman is on the line. Coach Freeman, thanks for uh, joining us today. Good evening. At the next light, turn right. Uh, what was that? Oh, that is my map. I'm in my truck. Oh, okay. All right. Wasn't sure there. I thought we had another uh, person on the line no, no, with no. us. It's, it's a map. It's a map giving me directions. I got it. I've unplugged it, so we're good. We don't have another person on it. <laughs> All right. Coach Freeman, uh, listen, again, thanks so much for checking in with us. We appreciate you, as always, for joining us here uh, on the show. So, um, it's been a, a, a few weeks since we've talked with you. Uh, bring us up to speed on how the spring has been over in uh, Brooks County. Hey, I hear it again. Spring was great. Uh, 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 we went over to coffee, uh, played a very, very talented coffee team, mm -hmm. lost uh, 21-14. You know, we, we did some good things, um, some things we didn't do as well that we got to work on. But the great thing about it, we've got all summer to work on them. And that's what we're going to do. We'll work all summer on them. So, uh, we've, got our, yeah. we've got our summer program started. Um, so we're doing we're doing a few seven on sevens, but we're really working on straightening out the Trojans, getting better ourselves, and just trying to get leadership going and things of that nature, just to keep our kids uh, excited about it, uh, getting the leadership going the way we wanted to go, and, and just getting them mentally and physically tough. A lot of uh, I hear a lot of good things, Coach, uh, about your football team, and we'll get into the specifics of that in a little bit. So, what was the format like in the spring contest uh, against Coffee? How did y'all work that? We uh, played the JV the first quarter, and then we played varsity for three quarters without special teams. Okay. See, I like that. I mean, I, I, I like that. You give the younger guys a chance to play, but then you also, I think three quarters gives you a pretty good idea of how you match up. I tell you, a lot of people are high on Coffee. A lot of people are high on you guys. That would have been a great spring game to watch. It was. It was very physical. It was tough. A lot of fast kids on the field. 
Uh, Coffee is huge across the offensive and defensive line. A couple of good running backs. Uh, man, uh, they've got some defensive backs around six feet tall. They they got a pretty doggone good football team. They look pretty salty to me. Yeah, they always. I mean, it seems like we're always talking about that when when we're when we're talking about uh, Coffee, big linemen, just big brawny guys. That seems seems to be the way it always is with the the Coffee guys. Well, they had a couple of them on that team this year that I don't even think they liked their own mama. They were so mean. <laughs> That's a possibility. That's for sure. <laughs> I love it. All right. So here's the thing, you know, uh, I wasn't sure, you know, what we were to make of your team. I know we got, of course, one of the best running backs in the world coming back. But uh, outside of that, tell us what we all need to know about your Brooks County team. Not that we don't want to talk about Amari by, by any stretch, but a lot of the other players, maybe a lot of people, our listeners, our viewers don't know a lot about. Run it down for us, Coach. Give us the well, highlights of your team, your personnel. Well, we've got uh, we've got uh, some seniors that we think are pretty doggone good. I've got a couple of receivers around six feet tall, Willie Brown and, and Dimps. They're, they're pretty talented receivers. Uh, you know, that were returning starters from last year, as a matter of fact. That certainly helps out. Uh, Jamal Sanders was a, a do-it-all athlete for us. He will be the quarterback, not as tall as, as I'd like to have. He can sure fly, and he can throw the, he can spin that ball, and he can doggone show run the ball. So uh, we're going to do some different things with him to just make us a lot more dangerous. Uh, we've got to continue to work on our offensive line. Uh, we've never had just a flat-out huge line, but we've had some kids with some talent, and uh, they're coming around. And then we've got a kid that, uh, that's been with us for a little while, Christian Hedgerton. We've moved him to a linebacker, and he's picking it up well, very intelligent young man. He's picking it up well. So we, we think he's going to be a pretty good one. And then on the defensive side, because he's got a lot of guys that are enjoying the great game of football and getting after it the way we want them to get after it. And, and, and you just can't, you know, as long as kids are working and, man, they're listening and they're excited about it and, and you can push them hard and they and they allow you to, man, you, you just can't beat that. You cannot beat it. I got so you. that means that means we, you know, we, we we may have a pretty decent scrappy football team. I'm just one of those guys that just doesn't like to brag. I, hey, man, I'm gonna keep it modest and and be cautious. And then when that ball is kicked off, let's see what the Trojans are all about. Yeah, I got you. Well, and I think that's the only way you can be. I mean, because you haven't really proven anything yet. Not right. this year. Um, let me ask you this. You know, you guys now have been to the state championship game last couple of years. To me, I look at that as, as nothing but a positive. I know that you, you always want to win it. But to me, if you've got a program that's competing for state titles, isn't that really, at the end of the day, about all you can ask for is at least we're competing for a chance, Coach. Well, I'm excited about playing for state title because we could have been shooting basketball real early. We just happened to um, be able to play 15 games each year, and I'm proud of that. Now, there are lessons to learn, and there are things we got to improve on, and, and uh, we're continuing to work on that. But I'll take I'll take 15 games rather than 10 any day of the doggone week. If you guys got a question, comment for Coach Freeman. We've already got a couple that are coming in. Guys, let uh, let me hear from you. Post it there in the comment section. I will read your comment, your question, 
to the head coach of the Brooks County Trojans, uh, including uh, Kelly Mitchell, who says, What's up, Coach Freeman? You're one of a kind. You get and expect the best out of your players. I've seen their practices. They are intense. Let's bring that uh, uh, Let's bring that hammer. We hunt every day. Kelly Mitchell, big uh, Brooks County fan, of course. Kelly is definitely a huge Brooks County fan. He's there often. He knows what we stand for, and he knows what we do in this great game of football. Kelly, I certainly appreciate it. Expect you to be out there this summer when we're doing 7-on-7 seven seven and things of that nature, and we're certainly proud that you're on our team. Um, so you mentioned earlier – you getting your summer workout, uh, your summer plans put together. Share with us what that's going to entail, the who, the what, that kind of thing. Well, we come in uh, early in the morning. We come in at 8 o'clock, and uh, we get our conditioning in at that time. We hit the weight room. We hit the uh, agility, get plenty of running in, get plenty of conditioning. Then we feed them breakfast. And then we go to the, to the state, I mean, to the football practice field. And then we have basically a regular practice. We do a lot of seven on seven, but we're trying to get our fundamentals in, and uh, and and really get a lot of basic work, our special team work. So it is almost like a regular practice when we go to the practice field. And that lasts till about twelve, twelve thirty, and then we feed them and we let them go home. And that starts. Which, they, that which they don't. They hang around and hang around. And hang around. <laughs> but we but we enjoy it. We definitely enjoy it. That what, what time do you what time do you guys start that? Eight a.m. Okay, so you guys going about what four hours every day? Yes, I got you. Um, do you guys have uh, and do you guys know where and against whom you're going to be doing uh, some of the uh, the outside seven on sevens against? Yeah, we're going to go over to Motri and and um, do some seven on sevens with them. And uh, uh, um, we're, we're talking with Valdosta. I really don't know if I want to go over there or not. Uh, but we're talking about us uh, about coming over, doing some seven on seven with him. Uh, now, why, why, then, why, why'd you say that? You know, that's always a sticky situation when Brooks shows up over on that side of town. So, uh, you know, I don't know. But Sheldon Felton is a great friend of mine. I love him, and uh, so we'll probably we'll probably show up. We'll probably do some work with them. You're right. It is always interesting when Marius yes. Freeman. And you knew that. You knew that. I don't know why you want to ask that. I did. I did. I had to. I'm sorry. I couldn't go. You know, couldn't help myself. I guess. But uh, um, so, well, you know, listen. Different teams approach these seven on sevens in a different way. That's becoming more and more prolific. uh, It seems than it's ever been. That is, teams taking part in these seven on sevens. Uh, Phil, I I could care less about a seven on seven myself. Yeah, man, I, I do it to keep our kids interested to go and see other teams and see other athletes. But other than that, you know what? You got to have officials on the field. You got to have a complete offense and a complete defense, and we can change the way that game is being played. Seven on seven, yeah, man, you can sit back there half of the day throwing and patting on the football. So uh, seven on seven is not a big deal to me. It is basically fundamental football for me, and that's just about it. I so I don't, go into a, I don't go into a seven on seven. Trying to lose or say we lost. No. Did you do the fundamental things I wanted? If you did, then we did what we want, but I'm not worried about score. I, I, re- I really don't keep score. I, could, I couldn't give a butt about it. And I don't get into the seven-on-seven tournaments. I am not giving you my money for, for, you, 
to throw a doggone football around, and I can't tackle you. <laughs> now, we ain't cover three, and everybody got that cover three, Peters. But when my safety runs through your soul, then that receiver's not going to come do that again. And I cannot do that in a seven-on-seven. Seven. I hear you. But you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you got some teams that are proud to hoist the trophy at the, at the end of some of these tournaments as if. Yes. The uh, only trophy I want to want to hoist is the one on game 15. I hear there you. ain't a whole lot of seven-on-seven seven champions. The champions on game 15. You are absolutely right. We've got to take a quick break. Coach, stay with me during the break if you don't mind. All right. I'll stay with you. All right. I appreciate that. We are talking with Maurice Freeman. He's the head coach of the Brooks County Trojans. Everybody's talking about the Trojans, and for good reason. And we'll talk more about the Trojans and with the head Trojan himself, Maurice Freeman, when we return with more of Extra Point with Phil Jones right here at ITG Next Georgia. Stay with us. Houston Clinic physicians have been on the sidelines of football games since Dr. Houston started the tradition 70 years ago. When an injury occurs, play stops, and Houston sports medicine team takes the turf. No matter which team you're on, Houston is there to help. From the field, go straight to the specialist. Go to Houston Clinic. And welcome, everybody, to another week of the Bainbridge Bearcats Coaches Show, where we visit with the head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats, Jeff Littleton. We, we made some adjustments, and I really saw some confidence in our kids' eyes after some things, and I told them that at halftime. 
and uh, and it came out and scored on the opening drive. Enjoy the off week, and we'll still chat with you next week. See you, Coach. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back. I'm Phil Jones. We are talking with the head coach of the Brooks County Trojans, Maurice Freeman, is on the line. We've got several of you that are uh, uh, have got some questions. You want me to pass along to Coach Freeman? So we will do that now. And uh, looks like some of you have even got some fishing questions. Uh, for we always know we're going to get those, right? <laughs> yeah. Gilbert Ellis Jr. starts us off. Ask Coach how the panfish bite is down around that area. Well, if you can find them, it's great. I, I really enjoy fly fishing for panfish. Uh, but I've got a couple of spots that we can get out there and take out some crickets and drown them and see what we can do. But I'd, I'd rather bass fish. But when I want to eat, I'll catch anything that's biting. So I hear you. So, uh, so you are the kind of fisherman that you, you uh, eat what you catch. Oh, of course. Look at me. Does it look like I lose any weight? <laughs> oh, you're just a big guy. You're not a fat guy. Yeah. You're just a big guy. Yeah, I love eating, though. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Mac Foster says, what's up, Coach Freeman? I believe that you and the Trojans will win state this year. That's uh, coming from uh, Mac Foster. Uh, Stephen Wynn says, tell us Coach Freeman he has to take Coach Patrick from Chris County fishing. Well, tell him he's got to show up, and I can do it. Uh, do you know Miguel Patrick? I do. Uh, pretty good move having him there, Chris, I think. Yes, it is. It was a great move for him. They, they're pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Helm says, Coach, that's not a regular hammer in our line of work. We call that a beater. <laughs> well, I'll take it any day of the week. That's what we use, and and it's worked out well for us, and so we'll keep it going. Listen, we have we we've got to have you back in studio. That's what we really uh, really enjoy is when we have you here uh, live and in the flesh. So, uh, will you will you accept our invitation to come back? I will accept your invitation. I appreciate that. We're talking with uh, with Coach Freeman. Hey, let's talk about this schedule a little bit, shall we? Sure. Go ahead. All right. So, um, now you guys will open the regular season against Thomasville. That is correct. All right. Do y'all have a game, the, the, the warm-up game before that? Thomasville Central. Okay. So, Thomasville Central, is that at Brooks or there? Thomasville Central is at Brooks. Okay. So, then you guys will uh, open up uh, against Thomasville. You got to go on the road over there. Um, That's never good. That is never good. Never I hear good. you. I hear you. Uh, boy, that is going to be a, a good one there for sure. Uh, then you guys have got Cairo on the new turf field in Cairo. Yes, that is correct, and I'm sure they're in a bad mood because we snuck a win out on them last year, so they want to – if it is that win, was on their new stadium, so we've got to be prepared. I got you. Uh, the Cook High Hornets, uh, week three. Coach Rogers, I think, uh, is doing a, a good job, got his team playing better and better. Uh, and that is going to be there at your place. It is. It is. And we're expecting a great game. That's always a rivalry game there. And they are certainly a tough football team. So, we've got to have our stuff ready to play. 
Interesting matchup, Mitchell County. Uh, you guys got to go to Camilla over there to Memorial Stadium, or is it Veterans Stadium, to take on uh, Camilla or to take on Mitchell County with Dondrell Pinkins back at Mitchell County. Yeah, the mighty mighty Pinkins and the air raid he had, offense he had. So, and they've got some talented young men. I think they lost one to Lee County, which who hasn't lost one to Lee County, but they lost a kid to Lee County. Um, um, but uh, but they're still going to be a pretty doggone good football team. And they've always got size, man. I always tell my kids, go to Mitchell County and marry a woman from Mitchell County and bring her back to Brooklyn so we can get taller. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Why do you think that is? Why they got the the tall women over there? I don't know, but I'm trying to figure it out myself. So I'm gonna. the best thing to do is just marry women from over there and have kids in Brooklyn, and I guarantee you they'll get taller. I hear you. There's always a method to everything. All right, <laughs> yes, so the, the game that everybody's got circled, and I'm not talking about just in South Georgia. I'm talking about across the state. Everybody's looking at this Irwin County game with you guys. Obviously, that's going to be a rematch of the last year's state championship game. It's just going to be a great game between two great teams. Now, you guys go to uh, go to Osceola for that one this year. Yep, you find out what you're all about. I mean, don't ever shy away from great football teams. Win it, you learn something. Lose it, you learn something. So we never shy away from those type of teams. So that's going to be a good one. Uh, and then is that you guys have got to play Atkinson County uh, yep. there the next week, and that'll be back at home. Correct. Okay. Uh, Lanier County is next, and that's going to be uh, in Lakeland. That is correct. All right. Um, and then you guys have got uh, Charlton County. Uh, I can't figure out where Charlton's at. I don't mean logistically. I'm talking about football-wise. Well, I hope they can't figure it out either. I hear you. It, that was just always an amazing thing. You always knew what you were going to get with Charlton County. Yeah, well, I'm uh, hopefully, they won't figure it out before I stop coaching. <laughs> I hear you. Clinch <laughs> County is next. Uh, that, you know, let me tell you, that is a team there. I don't care what's going on with Clinch. Don Tyson's always going to have them ready. Yeah. That was a team that a lot of people were ready to count out last year. And lo and behold, uh, there they were right there in the final four. Uh, but uh, Clinch County, obviously, uh, is going to be a tough one. Y'all had their number last year, though. Yeah, never underestimate Clinch County. Uh, sometimes they have our number. Sometimes we have theirs. We don't cry about it. They don't cry about it. So I love myself some Clinch County. Uh, Gilbert Ellis Jr. chimes in, says, not hearing much from Clinch. Anyone know what's happening that way? I will tell you this, Gilbert. I know that Don Tyson, uh, they lost a bunch of players to graduation. I mean, a lot. Uh, so that's probably why Gilbert, you might, I mean, you may not be hearing any more from over there. Um, I, I heard they're trying to throw the football now. What? I'm telling you, man, I heard they're trying to throw the football around. That just don't seem possible with a Clinch County football team. That bother me none. <laughs> Hopefully they won't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like that's not going to come easy if you're uh, trying to throw the ball yeah. at Clinch. Uh, yeah. A team that still runs the single wing, for goodness right. sake. All yeah. right, uh, final uh, game should be a pretty good one. Uh, Coach Kendarius Johnson, you got Demario Jones up there at uh, Turner County, and uh, that is the final regular season game of the year. 
That is, and they've got some talented folks, and we've got to be ready. And you're right, uh, Jones is a personal friend of mine. That guy's a football fanatic, great coach. They've got a pretty doggone good staff, so you better be ready. Absolutely. All right, uh, and then Clayton Williams adds, uh, Brooks County gets to play on AstroTurf, installed by the same company for the first two games of the season. Uh, Thomasville and Cairo. How about that for a little bit of uh, tri- uh, trivia? That is true. So we'll play on it two weeks in a row. So uh, and, and we enjoy it. Hopefully, latter part of the season, we'll be playing on turf again. I hear you. Are you a um, – so let me ask you this. So – uh, I take it you guys like playing on turf. We like playing football. We don't care what it is. We'll play on asphalt if you want to. <laughs> why, was I not, why was I surprised by that? Yeah, you, you set yourself up. For I that. did. Yeah. You're right. I did. You're absolutely right. All right. Well, uh, how about the next time we talk? Uh, why don't you pay, a visit, pay us a visit over here if you can make it happen? If you got something to eat like you did last time, I'll be glad to show up. We will do it. That, that's All a right. deal. Well, hey, we need to call Clint Hayes from Win Dixie. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, we Clint do. Throw us a bone. Clint's a pretty good dude. Claim he can fish, so I want to find out. Well, now that that part, I'll have to leave it up to y'all. But uh, as far as the food, I can attest to that. He he takes good care of us. But I, I tell you what, I'll make that happen. I know Clint will be on board, and uh, we'll have food and uh, football and a lot of fun. Okay, okay, that'd be great. We might have to bring Clint in one day. I'd love to bring Clint in. Clint, Let's do it. I know he's he's listening. He's listening. He, I Clint, promise you, he's listening. I know he is. He's a, he's a he's a great supporter of the show in more ways than one. We love him. Definitely. So, Clint, you got to come in the day I come in. <laughs> there you go, Clint. You can't turn that invitation down. You may can turn me down, but not from the man, the coach himself, Maurice Freeman. All right. Well, Coach, it's not like you got some people there with you. I don't know if that's your family or what, but uh, we will uh, turn you loose. And thank you so much. We always enjoy your time with us. Hey, I appreciate it. Can't wait for my invite. And Well, you know, we always love it when Maurice Freeman comes to Valdosta. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you, Coach. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, there he is, Maurice Freeman. Yes, interesting things always come up when Coach Freeman uh, comes to Valdosta. Are we going to take a break or are we going to ride it out till 7 o'clock? Okay, we're going to ride this baby out. About three minutes left to go in the show. Uh, so, again, we've uh, been talking about uh, a lot of good stuff. So, I want to go back real quick because uh, we were talking about which team has the best shot at winning uh, a state title this year? And I wanted to see uh, what you guys um, – let's see here. Let me go back to it. There we go. Uh, some of you I know were agreeing with me. All right, Rolodex Williams says, uh, Phil, I agree with you. North Cobb will win 7A this year. Christopher Sloan says, in order, uh, North Cobb, Rabin County has the best chance to win their first state title. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Sega Bass. Now, here's an interesting comment talking about Sam Brown. Sam Brown must not have done his homework before transferring to Thomas County Central. Had he done so, he would have discovered the girls in Baxley are prettier than the ones in Thomasville. And Appling is a major contender for a state title with multiple Power 5 recruits. Steven, you're on that Appling County, uh, um, run right now man i love it 
So I want to hear more uh, about Appling County. Coach Mullis taking over uh, for Coach Rick Tumberland. Uh, all right, so let me see if you guys – what else you guys have to say here about uh, your uh, y'all's thoughts on who's going to win the state championship. Again, in case you missed it, I like North Cobb in order who I think from one to four – Number one team, I think, has the best shot at winning a state title, their first state title, North Cobb. Number two, Raven County. Boy, they have got some – guys, look at the Raven County roster if you ever get a chance. Go to Max Preps and look at their roster. Look at the stats of those guys. I mean, it's unbelievable how much offensive firepower they've got at Raven County. So, I like North Cobb. I like Raven County. I like Fellowship Christian, and then uh, I like Crisp County. Now, nothing against Miguel Patrick at all. In fact, I think he is a fantastic coach. And next year could be a different story. But this is definitely, I think, going to be a transition year for Miguel Patrick and Crisp, only uh, having four starters return. Somebody said earlier they lose all 11 guys on defense. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Not saying they're going to have a bad year, but I just don't think it's going to be a state championship year this year. Mr. Producer says we are out of time. It is time to say so long, everybody. We will be back with you next week. Don't forget, Monday, we'll start things off. You guys remember, like and share the page. Guys, tell everybody about the show. We think we've got a pretty good little show here on high school football. We'd love for you to tell your friends, your family. Spread the word on Facebook for us. We would appreciate that. And I will be back with you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.